Welcome to the Color Commentary Podcast. This is the podcast highlighting the experiences and achievements of women of color in media. My name is Avery Harper, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Brianna Harper. Thanks for joining us again. And this episode is especially for women who work in front of the camera. We've said it in previous episodes that television is a visual medium. And like it or not, sometimes people will judge us for the way that we look. Now, Brianna and I are no stranger to that as local television reporters. And for some of you who are working in the studio or in the field at a local television station, you know, most of us do not have professional makeup artists which comes as a surprise to many people who are not in the industry. Even in top 10 markets, it's not strange to see women doing their own makeup, especially if they work in the field. So we wanted to bring you some expert advice today, and it comes from a pretty cool lady who does makeup for women who work in TV in the big leagues. We're talking cable news. Her name is Brandilyn Fulton, and she's a makeup artist and wig designer with years of experience right now. She's a makeup artist at Fox News Channel, and the women at Fox are known to sport a look that is nothing short of glamorous, so we're glad to have her on the phone today. Hey, Brandilyn, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to a a great uh, call. And uh, first things first, can you just tell us what your path was? How did you become a makeup artist at Fox News Channel? Well, I mean, I've been in New York for seven years, um, and I've done a number of jobs, starting from, you know, an intern at the Juilliard School to working in regional theater, um, and I got a lot of my makeup experience in college when I was working as a makeup artist um, at the Matt Counter, um, and I got to a point where I was freelancing a lot, um, and I was doing satellite media tours, and you know, your, your, your network is so important when you are um, working um, as an artist, pretty much in the industry, you know, people that you know, keep in contact with, with you know, fellow co-workers, and um, thankfully, I was telling someone last year, I was like, you know, I really would love to find more steady employment, I live in the suburbs, you know, being married, and so I was like, you know, do you know of any, any opportunities where I can pretty much do makeup five days a week and then go home, you know? And um, my friend was like, oh, you know, I have a, an email. They're looking for freelancers at Fox, you know, um, you should send in your resume. And so, um, you know, I've done a lot of episodic television. I've done a lot of regional theater, Broadway. Um, and and so, of course, I emailed them. And it took about five months or so for them to get back to me and, um I went through an interview process where you have to actually do um, someone's makeup and they put it on the camera and they take photos and, um, and they get feedback from the person you were working with. So the interview process is not just showing up with the resume, it's, it's a hands-on interview. And, and I started freelancing and then a couple months later they brought me in full-time and so I've been there um, a little over a year now. Very cool. Well. I know, Brianna, you had some questions for Brandon. I guess, like, just to start, you know, being on TV, there's always that happy balance of having enough makeup to show that you are presentable and you are an on-air presence, but also not coming across as too costumey or over-the-top. So, you know, in your experience, how are you able to find that happy balance where there's enough but not too much? Well, I mean, makeup is different and personal, so... You know, even even at Fox, you know, they're they're known for very glamorous Fox looks. But um, 
it's kind of also your, you know, what your person comfortable with. And so there are some people who feel like a very natural look, but you just kind of push it with maybe, you know, a couple of individual lashes, or um, you may push it with, you know, maybe doing a little bit of eyeliner underneath the eye to kind of enhance the look. It kind of depends on your personality and, and you know, what your, your like, where that thin line is. So there's, um, you kind of have to figure out, okay, like, you look at a couple different photos or you have ideas of people that you're like, you know, I like her makeup, I like her makeup. Um, you have to make sure that you're comfortable with it, but also that it reads well. So there's always, like, you know, someone may like something a little heavier, but if it doesn't read correctly, then you have to tone it back, even if even if your comfort level takes you there. And right now, you know, we're in the phase of Instagram makeup is very, very... Um, hardcore transformational makeup and unfortunately that doesn't fly in the TV world at all and I mean it does fly in the TV world just not with news so you know there are some shows and some channels that you know you can really see some very very heavy makeup um, and some people love that but typically for the news that type of makeup is not um, it's not really allowed and it, you know you don't want someone to be looking at the makeup when it comes to the news you want to be able to get the story across you know ask the right questions without someone necessarily focusing on the makeup you want them focusing on the content so um there's a lot of different um checkpoints you have to go through a what is the person's comfort level as far as wearing makeup b what actually reads and c what's going to not be distracting but also be you know visual you know appealing to the eye and can can you just tell us what are some of your favorite products and uh, do you have any tips or tricks for a flawless finish i know lots of us work in hd and so kicking on the makeup doesn't work for us what 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 do you think we should do to make sure that we're looking flawless when we're on screen well you know it's a really great um conversation that we're having because you know there's a distinctive difference in, with being in studio versus being in the field. And so, of course, you can, if you're in studio and you're having um, lighting um, that is very strong lighting, and every studio is different, so you kind of have to kind of find a happy medium. Um, and it definitely is trial and error sometimes. Um, you will bump it up, obviously, in those settings. Um, but going out into the field may be a little different. You may want to scale it back. So... You know, as far as foundations or um, powders, you know, those are the types of things that are very, very um, kind of, it, it, it kind of depends on your skin type, what holds, how much time you have to touch up. But I personally find that RCMA um, Cream Foundation um, is pretty much a great foundation for women of color. There's lots of different varieties of shades, so whether you have more of a yellow undertone, or more of a um, red or kind of a warm undertone. It really has some special, unique shades um, of olive because, you know, when you get into women of color, there's so many different undertones. And sometimes some of the makeup lines that have, like, 12 shades or 16 shades, it's just not enough to really um, diverse, you know, to really understand the diversity of what colors are. And the worst thing you want is to have, like, a floating head where your you know, your neck and your decollete just are strikingly different than your face. So, um, 
I really love RCMA for that. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, there's some beautiful liquid foundations out there as well. Um, NARS makes one. You know, the Makeup Forever HD, the new formula is not bad. The Makeup Forever, the new cream sticks are amazing as well. Um, they really, really, their new HD line has really taken um, into consideration the fact that we are shooting in HD. Makeup cannot be heavy but it still needs to be there because sometimes people are too light-handed and you look like you have nothing on. So you really have to make sure you find that balance because you do want to look polished. Great, yeah, I, I think that's a problem that many of us face. Um, I have been to many a uh, makeup counter with Brianna and uh, I, I'm a dark-skinned woman, but my face is not as red as many of the undertones are in many of the foundations, so it's difficult for me to find foundation. So I think that's a struggle that many of us, uh, you know, experience and, and know a lot about. But I have another question for you. Many of us are on limited budget. So what should we splurge on and what should we save on in terms of tools? Um, that's of a great question. That's a great question. Um, your foundation and your powder is definitely something you should invest in. Um, as well as perhaps, you know, your, 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 I, I would say your eyeliner as well. Eyeliner is really important, and I'm not saying you have to buy an expensive eyeliner. You just have to make sure you find the eyeliner that works for you because the worst thing you want to do is do your makeup, and the eyeliner is like running down your face. So um, your foundation and your um, and your powder is important because if you have the wrong foundation, it really doesn't matter how well your eyeshadow looks. It doesn't matter how beautiful your lip color is. I mean, if you're looking a little too um, pale or washed out or not warmed up enough, um, if you're too oily looking because you haven't set the makeup correctly, those are things that um, that really can just kind of throw you off. So I always say make sure you have a great foundation color um, and uh, make sure you have a great powder. Also too, um, with TV makeup, you do, you know, sometimes I'm doing makeup Two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and those people are on camera throughout the day. And granted, you may get a touch up here and there, but the worst thing is you put your makeup on, and then a couple hours later, you feel like you know you—it's not there. So finding the right primer or finding the right combination of products, um, as far as having your makeup last, is important. I mean, eyeshadows—you can get a nice palette. Um, for very inexpensive. You don't have to splurge on eyeshadow, even though I did just see that MAC just reduced their eyeshadows. Um, they're like $6 now for the palette size um, shadows, which is a great deal, because back when I was working there, they were like $9 or something. Um, and and I think now more than ever, I've been doing makeup for 13 years, The there's so much accessibility to buying makeup online or um finding great deals as far as palettes or, um, you know, Ulta is an amazing store because you have some prestige brands as well as your mass brands. So you can really kind of pick and choose and not necessarily feel like you have to go to Macy's and or Sephora and spend $300. Like there are options for you to kind of pick and choose where you get your, your makeup and, you know, always look for a coupon or, you know, sign up for their email list so you can see when they're sales. Um, and actually being in the media, a lot of brands do offer um, 
discounts or, you know, as far as makeup artists, people in production. If you're in production, you should be able to contact the company and find ways to see if you can qualify for a discount. Um, and that's very, very important because you are using your makeup probably more often or just, you know, more regular than an average person. Yeah, that's definitely true. I have a, uh, I have a NARS artist card. Um, and you go in, you fill out a form, and you give them your business card. It says that you work for whatever station. And now I get 40% off at all the NARS Pro Stores. I think Mac has a similar uh, program as well. Yeah, so there's ways to, to do that and to, to, to get a discount on your makeup. But I want to go back to what you said, something earlier that you said. You said, you know, a lot of people that you do your makeup, you're, you know, working on them at 3 in the morning, and then... Uh, they're on TV throughout the day. I'm a morning reporter, and our morning show is six hours long, so I'm doing my makeup at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm on TV until, uh, you know, our show wraps at 10 o'clock. And, you know, it's the summertime. Many of us who are in the field are working outside in the heat. What tips can you give us about looking good throughout numerous live shots, even if we're standing out in the hot sun? Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of products that I think are you know, they're my products that I'm always replacing. Um, and I and I think that, you know, it's worth a try. You can always go try to get a sample. Um, and also do the research. The thing that's amazing too now about the products that I'm about to um, give you the details on is that you can do research and kind of go on these, you know, blogs and go on, um, you know, make a review sites and see, um, how other people feel about them, but these are the products that I find work very well, and I use them a lot, not only for television, but also for bridal, because these are also people going through um, long days, a lot of emotions, you know, chaotic, so the first thing that I highly recommend um, if you have oilier skin, and sometimes now, because the humidity is, I mean, it got really hot very quickly um, this, this season, um, is the Makeup Forever um, Mattifying Primer. Now, when you put this on your skin, it could look a little, like, dry or whatever, but that's actually a good thing because once you put your makeup on top of that, it has created, like, a barrier. I don't suggest putting the primer on all over, but more so only in the areas where you tend to shine. So T-zone, um, like, around the nose. You know, maybe, you know, your forehead, you know, I have one anchor that has like a shine spot, like right at her hairline. You know, those are the types of places that you would put the Makeup Forever Mattifying Primer. And that is um, in like a gray tube. A little bit goes a long way, and I really, really like that primer. Um, also, too, um, Scandinavia has um, a setting spray for your makeup. Um, the setting spray is great. Um, you know, you just need to mist your skin a little bit. I find that that also kind of gives you an extra shield. Um, and really, you know, layering your products are important. So um, a lot of times if you're too light-handed, then you just haven't put enough on to really withstand. And you can be light-handed, but really make sure the product is put on effortlessly. So that's also an application um, like learning curve where you just have to find ways to make sure you're really building the product um, versus just blending the product from one area of your face to another. Um, eyeshadows. Um, I love the Urban Decay um, eye potion. Um, their, uh, oh, their eyeshadow primers? Their primer, yes, their primer is amazing. Um, 
The matte paint pots are great, but I'm very old school, so I love the matte paint in a tube, and they don't have very many left. But Bamboo is like, Bamboo is like the best color ever because it's like a goldish shade, but it's not like super gold. It's like a gold that if you put it on, you could almost swap that with some eyeliner and a little bit of color in the crease, and that would just be like a natural look. So Bamboo is B A M B O O M, and I just got one the other day. And really, I mean, a lot of the new mask people may not even really care about it because there's so many new products, but. If you talk to an old school Mac artist, Bamboo is like key, and I I go through it probably once every couple weeks. So that's the third product for the summer. Um, eyeliners are I'm really big on eyeliners because no one wants to be you know running behind trying to fix someone's eyeliner, and it's also very like unique as to which eyeliner works for you. Like I have some eyeliners that work better for other people and it also depends do you like to line the inner rim of your eye but even if you like to line the outer part um you know depending on your skin type and skin chemistry um certain liners just work better than others so um two eyeliners that i really like and they're actually not very easy to get um like actually going to the store it depends on where you live um inglot which is the um the polish brand that's i in G-L-O-T. They have a really amazing uh, waterproof coal um, that comes in several shades. And also, IT Cosmetics, I-T, IT Cosmetics. Um, I actually just discovered this liner like not even a month or two ago. Their black eyeliner is called like the No Tug Eyeliner. That works amazing in the inner rim of the eye. But their black and their brown are staples in my kit. Um, you want to make sure your products are waterproof. Everything doesn't have to be waterproof, but you have to find the right combinations. And makeup is like cooking. So if you notice, I kind of jump all over with my brand suggestions. And I tell people, you know, it's okay if you don't buy everything from the same brand because we don't all cook with the same seasoning. I mean, you, you kind of mix it up. One more thing I wanted to talk about is setting powder because sometimes if you set your makeup with the with a certain powder, you definitely need to touch up, you know, throughout the day. And I really like the Ket, K-E-T-T, Cosmetics Powder. Um, it's like a translucent white powder. Um, it's in a compact. It looks white. It looks a little scary for brown skin, but it absorbs into the skin. It does not leave a ashy film or anything, and it doesn't change the color of the makeup up, up underneath it. And that's important because we do know that skin oxidizes, and you don't want to be layering something on top of your makeup that could potentially change the color. I'm going to say, I hope everyone is taking notes because this is all super helpful, especially for someone like me who is not anywhere near a makeup connoisseur and that was one of the other things that I wanted to bring up just in your experience what kind of like common mistakes like your number one common mistake that you see like women of color um you know their their crime or the crime that they commit when it comes to their makeup and how can they correct it I think the number one thing right now is everyone's trying to be on trend or really be like into the transformational makeup where maybe that not you may not necessarily need all of that. I actually just did a makeup lesson with three women and they were asking me questions like, oh wait, so I don't need to do this, I don't need to do that. And I'm like, no, that's way too much makeup. It's pointless because the way I showed you, you already have arrived at this 
you know, you've already, you already have achieved this with the way I showed you how to do your makeup. So a lot of times, you know, you go on YouTube and you see how these artists are like piling on the makeup and it's a very beautiful look, but at the same time, you know, when you're in the news, there's just a certain way that your makeup needs to look so that you're not being stared at as far as your makeup, you know? So, um, so you're saying, what you're saying is baking and contouring isn't for everyone. It's, it's not necessarily, it's definitely not for everyone um, in the sense that you don't have to do it in the intensity that some of these YouTube videos are now going to the extent. Um, there are some amazing YouTube artists to follow. Um, Jackie Ina is one of them. Um, and I think she keeps it very real. But I, I, I think sometimes, you know, there's so many people on YouTube right now. And, um, and a lot of times they're doing a very distinctive shape with the highlight, a very distinctive shape with the contour. And that may not necessarily work for your face. And then it just looks like it's too much makeup. We have one last question. Uh, eyelashes. Eyelashes. The extensions are everywhere, lash strips are everywhere, individual lashes are all over the place. Um, and many of us who are doing our own makeup for TV haven't the slightest of clues how to put them on. Uh, do you have any tips for that? Yeah, totally. So what I usually tell people is if you put a mirror like on a table in front of you and you look down, that should give you enough angle so that your eye is not completely closed, but you can still kind of see what's going on on the top of your lid. Also, too, I tell people if you do your eyeliner and you do a nice, smooth, thin line, like you keep it very, very thin, that should be your guide as to where to set the lash um, as far as the strip is concerned. Um, eyelash extensions are great, but unfortunately, sometimes it's just not enough once you put makeup on. You kind of lose them. I mean, eyelash extensions look great for people with very minimal makeup, but um, especially with brown skinned women, we can handle makeup pretty well. Like, you don't necessarily have to be so one-handed to the point where you're like, do I have anything on? But, you know, we, we have a beautiful palette to work from. So sometimes by the time you do everything with a little eyeshadow and liner and you kind of, you know, gloom your brows a little bit and, you know, you put on a nice lip, you may feel like, oh, I need to put a little more lash on. Individuals are not easy to put on yourself and it does take practice. There's some makeup artists that have a hard time putting individuals even on themselves. Finding a good strip is not hard, but I definitely think now with the the obsession with transformational makeup, you want to make sure that your lash is not too big and it's not overpowering your face or your makeup. So um, sometimes, you know, I tell people kiss lashes at the drugstore. They have some amazing new kind of natural fluttery lashes that are not heavy. Like a lot of times, if the band is thick and solid with all lashes, usually that might be a bit much. It depends on everyone's eye shape, but usually those are a bit much and maybe a bit heavy. Great. Well, I think that was so, so informative. I know I learned a lot by listening to you. I'm sure Brianna would say the same, right? And I think everyone else can kind of take some of these tips and kind of build off of it. And like you said, make it your own, but still, you know, make it something that's worthwhile. And, uh, Brandilyn, where can people find you on social media? You have a website. How can people reach out to you? 
Yes, so I'm on all social media as Brandlin Fulton. Um, I am married, so Brandlin Fulton Williams did come up. But as far as makeup, Brandlin Fulton online.com is my website. Um, at Brandlin Fulton is my Twitter, Instagram, um, as well as my Facebook uh, fan page. Um, I'm always sharing information about makeup, business, because um, I'm in business to do makeup. And um, I, I try to answer as many questions as I can, so definitely find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. I do makeup lessons as well. Sometimes it's just a matter of sitting down, figuring out, doing things on yourself. Um, and those can be done over, you know, Skype or FaceTime too. But um, it really was, and I always suggest to people, find someone you feel comfortable with that does makeup. Sometimes sitting down with them even for an hour can like completely blow your mind. Um, you are out in the field, perhaps, where you may have to do your own makeup and you want to feel empowered and that's the last thing you want to worry about because you got to do your job. So you want to make sure that you kind of have your, your game plan together so that you can really perform and perform well because that's, you know, what you're in business to do. Don't let makeup stress you out. To become a member of our Color Commentary community, please go to our website, thecolorcommentarypodcast.com. There, you can sign up to receive updates about new episodes, extra tips and tricks, and even giveaways. To reach Brianna and I, you can email us at colorcommentarypodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our Instagram username, color.commentary. Thanks so much for listening.